And that was, it was at a particular point, the point when Brother Zania said that after the broadcast, I thought on it again, and did he say black people or did he say we as Israelites? I was just wondering whether he was saying just in the sense of black people, um, sometimes like overly scholarly. I think it was, that was overly studied. He, he used the term over scholarly. Yeah, he said over scholarly. Yeah, I don't think he was targeting anyone particular. I think he was just generally, I don't think he was targeting anyone particular. He was just raising the, the issue. No, that's all. I, I, social media. 
media, if you really start to drop the truth, you know, like share the truth, and it really wakes up the people and changes the status quo and the circumstances, you, of course, become a target. You can say whatever you want to say. It's only when people start to listen and start to identify, yeah, I, I'm now wise, or I know what's going on, I've changed my life for the better because of this one or these ones, then those who put it out are in danger. But in the general sense, we have to distinguish the fact that education is the key. As the teaching of Ketamari, Havasalasi, Havasalasi, the first piece of yoga, the Rastafari, pointing to I and I, Godfather and King of Kings, that his words are a guidance for us. Education is the key. But now what we do with education that's something else. So if it's overstudy, I don't know about overstudy. I think we're actually understudied as black people. You know, I, I really view us as um, black men. We have to become better thinkers because a lot of things that we keep going around and around on, other nations of men have already settled the issue and can act collectively, corporately together. But if it's about overscholarliness, I think we do have a section of our population that thinks just going to school, getting a degree, and having a bunch of degrees, and can't make no work for themselves or the community. You know what I mean? Then have to go back to school and get another degree, and while they're in school, they can't be fed because of the programs the government and other agencies have. So that's just a kind of a little point right there. I'll yield right here for my brother to weigh in on this as well, or the host to come forward. Yeah. So, over Scully, yes, there is a demographic. But not to be disingenuous, I hope brother comes on. I think sometimes we can say that to be dismissive. Yeah. Like if a black man or a black person says to other black people, yo, such and such and such and such is going on, some might say, oh, you think you're smart. You know that way there. You know, oh, 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 oh you're smart, you're wise, because they recognize what the person is saying is true, and maybe they can't hang out with it. Right, so maybe they need to study more on that. So, Brother Fillmore, do you have any thoughts on this issue that we, we touched on last week? Yeah, I certainly do, and I, and, I, and I appreciate the brother's thoughtful. I mean, those are thought, very thoughtful comments um, on the subject. When you when you look at it, I think, I think it's absolutely right. Like, there is a thing of being overly scholarly, right? Having, having this need to have um, accreditation from whatever sources be able to have more credibility um, when when you when you speak, and I think there's a vanity in that, right? Which uh, which you know it, it fuels an emptiness inside, which then causes a person to to, to lean away from the Most High Word, uh, sometimes unintentionally. Uh, but where I do disagree with the brothers, I, I, I think there's the same uh, the same opportunity when. We study. There's an overstudy, right? Um, Solomon spoke of it as well. Uh, you, you, it's all from the flesh, right? If you, uh, for instance, I think we were, the, the topic we were talking about is where we come from. Some of the research I've done. I, I have to stop myself um, from digging into it and spending too much time on those topics because I know what happens. Right? What happens is you, you have this constant itch to to find more. Than you stumble on additional information like, um, you know, I have a quote from from uh, Israelite in Africa, and he said that there's actually two gods, right? And, you, and, and this is a real person that you found this quote, and if you if you start dedicating all of your time to these tests, 
scholarship, that, that accreditation that, that you seek from outside sources, um, there's a vanity in each of those, and that's something that is eats the flesh, which then becomes a, a, a heavy weight on our spirit. I agree. I agree. May, may I host? Thank yeah, you, yes, brother. Go, Thank go, you. go right ahead. Thank you for that. Thanks for bringing out Ecclesiastes, uh, Ecclesiastes 12 and 12. I think the comment there or the, or the, the, the text of brother, I think was referring to the verses and further by these, my son, be admonished of making many books. He says of making many books, there's no end and much study, like enough or too much. Much study is a weariness of the flesh. And I do agree with the brother that there can be that, you know, much study, wearing out your, your, yourself, just, just you know, research and overstudy, and also making of many books. One thing I've learned to do is write more books, but as I get more into the scripts and see the practical application of the truth of it, you know, acknowledging the truth and seeing the practical application and making those changes, you know, within my life and my liberty, you know, to live the life that I seek to live based on what I've learned and acknowledged as the truth, I find that my desire to even make many books, like I like to print some old books, as you know, with the line of Jesus Society, we print some old books, because sometimes I want to write something on something, I come across some sort of idea or truth, and I want to share it, then I find, hey, somebody else already touched on this already. Somebody already said this, so instead of me regurgitating or rewriting another book and try to change up the language of linguistics, point to that book, and maybe give a couple of commentaries on it, but not try to like kind of reinvent the wheel. So yes, it is true that making many books there is no end. You know, and for myself, um, seeing the truth of the Bible, studying the Scripture, studying to show myself approved to God, who is Elohim, who is the Spirit and the Spirit of Truth. I find that my desire that was there to like make, you know, like write books, you know, I want to write about this, I want to write about that, I want to write about this, so forth and so on, has, has kind of subsided because there's not really a need for it once you acknowledge what the truth is. So maybe we can speak about that also for the black community, but my, my, my brother host, there was a commenter yeah, I, I, I was going to read it. The Judeo-Christian Bible. I, I was going to read that back and, to us. I think this is a segue, maybe a segue right here. No, no, it, it, it's useful. Oh. I, I actually pulled it up because I was going to read it back uh, from a listener. Thank you. From one of our, one of our listeners, and I'm going to read it directly from what he said. He said, just listen to um, your program in its entirety. The brother from California um, could hardly get to explain his position. I think he was much more on the New Testament, but the Old Testament took it took it over. Same book, as I said, Judeo-Christianity, the tool of the slave master, mental slavery, even ones who claim to be Rasta get caught up in the Bible doctrine. Um, we'll be in the next session. So that's... Okay, that's okay my brother, thank you. Thank you for sharing that, because when you share that with I... Um, I thought about it and I said, wait, when you said Judeo-Christian, I don't have the quote right in front of me, but you have it there. You said Judeo-Christian, same, well, same book as the so-called slave master, but as Rastafari and connected with Ethiopia, and from the little bit of study on Ethiopia, or at least some study of Ethiopia, what I find is that we can all, we can all drink water or use water, but we can do different things with the water. The water is water. But the water can, water is a liquid. It can, you know, I mean, water is in high places, low places. It's, you 
running, all sorts of things can be done with water. And I think the confusion is a lot of ones are only know white Anglo-Saxon Protestant Christianity. So when we talk about the Bible, there are no Bible and King James Version from what the white man, so-called white man, has put out over the past 400 plus 500 or however many years, let's say 400 plus years. And when we start to look at other peoples, black people, such as the, the Ethiopians, for example, and other black peoples who also have the scriptures, sometimes not in the King James Version, but in some of the other languages and some of the languages of the Bible, the practice of it is 180 degrees opposite. So I think they probably need to study a little more. They think, for example, the commenter said Judeo-Christianity, but Ethiopia's Judeo-Christianity caused them to keep the Sabbath, which to the Roman Catholics who had who had infiltrated or, or came into the land around the 1500s, they were seeking to overturn the Ethiopian lifestyle, spiritual lifestyle, and they were against the Ethiopians. They're like, why are y'all into Christ, say, in the New Testament sense, but you still keep the Sabbath? You still make a distinction between clean and unclean foods. That's, that's Torah. You still practice circumcision. You know what I'm saying? So... There's a danger when we say Judeo-Christian, when we say Judeo-Christian as a Rastafari, yes, that holds to the Bible, but the truth of the Bible, not from a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, I've come out of that. I think a lot of these ones that make these comments, um, they are still deeply in that that, Jude- that white, white man's version of it. I love you I- the white man's version is every version of it. Allow me, allow me uh, for a minute. Um... Brother, brother Adon, um, Brother Fillmore, how, you know, we have been on this journey with Brother Adon and Brother Eve and, um, and Captain Azania from the ISUPK, and we have kind of went to this journey where we have spoken about individual background, and you have joined us, you're fit right in, but as, as I'm hearing us speak, I would love to hear your um, opportunity because just the two of you guys are here, both you and, and Brother Adon, kind of what is your thoughts relative to how Brother Yaron is speaking about connectivity with Ethiopia um, as a relevant um, connection right now um, in, the, in the 20th century and his imperial majesty right now? Do you have any thoughts on that portion of it? Yeah, I do. Like, I, as, it, as it relates to Christianity, I think, I think what we see is, is, the, uh, is the, the response to a teacher being being cut off before his student was fully fully trained, right? And the, what I mean is that when Yahushua, when the Messiah came and he began to teach these words, uh, then gave this to the apostles to, to go teach in his stead, the word has just began to spread. Well, shortly after that, just years after that, our people are then removed and scattered. And then a lot of political pressure Right, put on us to subjugate us in the lower and the bottom caste of all the Roman society. Some of us into slavery, some of us, some of us into Africa um, to escape the Roman Empire. So where does that leave the 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 Gentile who has heard about these things and who wants to also be a disciple of the Messiah, right? Who who's heard and been told that they have an opportunity to be a disciple of the Messiah. Um, where does that that, that Gentile is from Ethiopia, right? 
Christian nations, or if that Gentile is a, a Gentile of the Roman nation, you know, the Roman territories are otherwise, they then have to try to piece together a, a an idea from text that they may have access to um, without the context of the history, without living that history, without that history being lived out in front of them, um, with, with, with bringing their culture into it. And I think that has happened on the Ethiopian side. Um, I think much closer to the truth on the Ethiopian side because there's a closer connection to our people, some of which are our people. Um, and then there are um, on the on the Roman side, on the, the European side now, I think it's further and further away because there was a certain animosity mixed in with their culture against our people. Um, so then there was a rejection of our laws. There was a rejection of, 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 of our views. Uh, but then uh, uh, also uh, uh, leaving on to our teachings of what they could understand. So you get these mixtures and these distortions of, of meaning within our word, which then comes into what we would commonly consider the Judeo-Christianity view. But like the brother pointed out, technically, Judeo-Christian is not applicable only to the Europeans, right? It would, it would be applicable to all, and you will see. Under that banner, there are various beliefs, various different different approaches um, to the text. So the approach that I've taken, I guess the background that I have is, I want to get before all of that, right? I want to I want to teach our people and all people to to look beyond Christianity altogether. So I agree with the brother when, when we, you know, it sounds like the uh, the commenter at least the uh, commenter has some. Uh, it is adverse to to the, the Christian teachings, right, to the Christian tradition. Um, and I agree with that. But at the same time, the, the commentary is saying, Bible doctrine, well, Bible doctrine is solid. We can't, we can't escape it. There's no way, there's no way to escape the truth of the book. All right, so that Bible doctrine is solid. We just have to separate that very precisely from tradition that come from even Hebrewism, right, that come from even Christians come from, you know, the, the different denominations within Christianity, um, including uh, the Ethiopian sects and, and the Messianic sects and all these different Hebrew groups, uh, movement groups, and all this. So we have to make sure that we get back to the text, we're precise with the text, and then we get to a place of calling ourselves what the book calls us. And that way we can make ourselves solid, we can pry and root ourselves into what the Bible has, because everything else can walk but that's a short stone for us. And if we stand on top of that, um, we can be sure when we stand before the most high God. Right. I also, I'd also um, put as part of that original question that you answered was this portion of, do you also share the same understanding relative to the Rastafari um, in, in, in the 2020 um, understanding of seeing his imperial majesty, Eli Selassie of Ethiopia, as that true living entity in, in this time? Do you share that, that, that view, that connection? Or have you no. done, done any work within no. that? No. Why not? Uh, I can't, I, I've never seen anything presented to me in the text of the Bible that was validated that much. Okay. All right. Um, we had went through that when from some of the long um, spread of, of, of time where we went back to um, Queen Asheba and that, that connection of, you know, being brought back to Ethiopia 
um, you know, and that connection from, you know, under the, under the banner of David um, and the relevance to that oh. 3,000 years later. Um, but that's something that you and Brother Yadon could continue to dialogue on. He has a lot of work. Oh, this is the host. This is the host. Can I say this, please? Sure. Uh, on that particular point that you just made when you asked um, Brother Fillmore, you know, concerning um, his imperial majesty, how the flash the first, and Rastafari view, and I have to put a kind of a strong quote around that, because even amongst the Rastafari, at least in this present time, there is not a fully consistent view as perhaps there was like more of a consistency, more of like a string holding more of the beads together in the Rastafari of the 20th century. Because actually here in the 21st century, according to, you know, how seasons and times have been changed in the counting of times. So I make this mention because the Rastafari of previous times, um, were more, I say, unified in a Bible doctrine, as I mentioned to Captain Azania, I think the first or second in the early broadcast that we had all together on your platform here, right, right. I mentioned to him that from my knowledge of Rastafari, what about the truth of it, how it began, and the early, you could say, the early uh, manifestation of this light. I liken the Rastafari to the disciples of, of Christ, of, of, of the Messiah, Yeshua in the sense of that we are in this Israelite context because the early teachers of Rastafari, like Sam Brown and others, some of their first proclamations back in the 20s and the 30s, because many of them kind of identified Apollo Selassie before he was Haile Selassie or he took on his uh, baptismal name, the throne name of Haile Selassie as Rastafari, they said that we black people are the Israelites. And we are here in captivity because we broke the covenant and violated the laws of, of Jah, Jehovah, of the God of Israel, the God of the Bible, right? So I point that out because today, nowadays, 2020, there's a lot of diverse doctrine right. that has crept in to Rastafari. So when you ask the brother that question right there, unlike some Rastafari, I am, I understand why he gave that particular um, kind of response there, because there's a lot of diverse doctrine that's out there. There's like the Muta Barukas. I like to sit down and have a discussion with Muta Baruka too. A lot of diverse ones will say, yes, Rastafari, Hala Selassie, but yet will outrightly reject, say, the Bible, accept certain selected verses, you know, and would say, yes, Hala Selassie is this and that, and then try to dismiss the conquering line of a tribe, the tribe of Judah and Ethiopia's historical Israelite connection. I think that is where the lack of study, that's where the lack of study to show yourself approved. You're saying, I am this, but you have not studied these things. You see, I'm not looking at Ethiopia today. Ethiopia today is like Rastafari today. You know, it's kind of like in a tossing and turbulent sea, like a lot of things are today. You know, we look at Israelite teachings from the 20s and the 30s, they were more simple, united, basic, you know, and they lived it out. They lived it out. You see what I'm saying? Nowadays, it's like a, it's like a broad road. So I'm just pointing that out, my brother, that yeah. we say Rastafari, we can't assume that even the next Rastafari, one who says, I am Rastafari, even has gone through New Jerusalem schoolroom. You know about New Jerusalem schoolroom, don't you, my brother, Rastafari? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, New Jerusalem schoolroom was 
was he was an elder called the school on the hard knocks before you came to like perfect peace. In other words, when a man or a woman, but especially a man, would say, Yeah, I'm last, I'm checking for the last year, I wanna, you know, try the fly apart. They would put that particular youth line or that newcomer through the so called fire in a sense. You know, you know, in in other words, you couldn't just say you were rushed the far eye and we just accept you. Back in the day, some men were held down and trimmed and, and said, you could have rash in your heart, but don't go out there to the public and you're presenting a diverse doctrine. Nowadays, it's like a laissez-faire. It's well, like, well, the, the, we have fire, one. you know, because they got locks and they may eat a little ital or, or, or holistic food. They might like reggae. They may smoke marijuana or something like that. But then when the Bible comes in, and then when the ancient history, the true history of Ethiopia, that connection comes in, people are empty. They can't have to say that, are empty. So I can understand why some would say, nah, because they ran into different Rastafari. One Rastafari said, yeah, the Bible. Like, how the philosophy teach? Well, there's a, there, there, the Bible, so there's a, name on us. there's a radical acceptance, the there's a radical acceptance that yes, we, there's, there's an essence that is a feeling that we are, that we have won. And then there's a laziness that comes along with after you win, after you put the battle in, because as, as you could see, the Rastafari community in its earliest beginning was a revolutionary force, was a, a force that, that wanted to shun society. As, it's, as it was pro proclaimed, as it stand, and it moves away. So it saw within the king um, that character, the kingly character, within the essence of what he was, what he has done, and what he's doing. Um, that godly, that godly um, emanation. Because God, man, in, in my my theory, my thoughts is that is um, man create gods, and as such, the Rastafari community uh -huh. align themselves within that 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 philosophy and see see a reflection reflection in this king in this godly king because again oh, muhammad one, one minute one, one minute muhammad was himself a man that lives amongst us um buddha was himself a man who lives amongst us but they they, they became a living deity or a deity that still is being worship are being give um give recognition to so so too does the rastafari now see as they move away from the tradition of society that participates in, the, in their oppression and be able to start to connect back and reach back and what i love about you and what i love about brother Fillmore and brother you know brother from yaniv and brother from the isupk you know um captain azania i i that reaching back to kind of reconnect um purposefully because we don't have to that's the thing you don't have to do that now so when you do it there's got to be an appreciation, there's got to be a love, an unconditional love of oneself and one desire to kind of reconnect. So when I see Brother Fillmore trying to reach back as far back as he can, and we talked about the issue of studying, the appreciation of study is that we, we have to reach back, not because we, um, we necessarily have to, because we have, some, we have a, a state of freedom. Oppression still, but a state of freedom. But we, we do that because we want to reconnect with our God to be able to ancient name of our God for our own purposes, to define for ourselves our own future. You understand? Yes, I come on in. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, but let's not confuse the effect of cause. I think what you mentioned, I agree, is true at least to what occurred, but putting it in context, the earliest 
not so much emanation because that, that gets into that the whole emanation philosophy. That's why most people don't understand what his magic said right there about emanation philosophy. Emana- just look up when you get a chance, any listener or any of the ones here on the on the call, look up something. I think it's a Google and some other pages that give you a basic context. I'm not saying it's all right and exact, but it does have sources on emanation philosophy. Emanation philosophy is a philosophy out there like a, a modern what they call spiritual not spirituality but it's like a it's like um it's like we call the devil's philosophy it basically goes opposite of the bible it denies that man was created in the image and after the likeness of god so when the highest philosophy said what he said he was speaking to that right there but the earliest manifestation of rastafari was as rastafari this is before many of the mightier works that we acknowledge and refer to that his majesty accomplished both for ethiopia africa and for us as black people so it was actually a you know it's like it's, it's like the jews the modern white jews i just have to say this for a moment it's like the modern white jews right they have those who are torah observant who study and try to that does extend live out that and you have others that identify with that name and that name gives them a cover like Farrakhan says it becomes a, a cover for their gutter religion in other words there are some Jews who are Luciferian Jews who use the title of Jews they do all that evil anti-Torah things things that the Bible and the Torah speak against but if you point out that you're a Jew and you're doing these things that, that God says don't do they'll say you are anti-Semitic to shut you down then you have another set of them. So, remember, people are not a monolith in that sense. But the real momentum, really, for the revolution comes from a centering foundation in the holy place. So the foundation, first of all, was in the holy place, and that became the revolutionary impetus. So when you say that the earliest thing was more of a revolutionary thing, you have to remember that Rastafari did not begin after 1930. It actually began before 1930. Because it was when he was Rastafari, when he was known and was published that he was Rastafari. My point is that the revolutionary aspect was because of that centering. Like the Nation of Islam, for example. The Nation of Islam, just for example, the Nation of Islam focused itself mainly on the Bible and the Quran from a, quote, not, not a religious, but using religion in an operative way. You see what I'm saying? I'm just going to church on Sunday and then living like a heathen for the other six days of the week. You understand? But using the Bible as a as a as a as a as a tool for for, uh, for, for change. For results. And that change was so radical that people started to look at them as black nationalists. They wasn't even thinking of themselves as black nationalists. They were trying just to reach the people who had fallen into the gutter, into heroin, and into dissolution. You know, like Black people were under a lot of things that was really just tearing people on drugs. Heroin was terrible. A lot of things were happening. The community was broken up. Families were broken down. Men could not be men, so forth and so on. So it took the Bible in a revolutionary way. It's like the white people came to America, right? Now, I'm not praising them, but I'm saying, showing how they took the book in an operative, not a speculative level. They considered themselves to be the Israelites. We know they're lying, but white folks came to America and thought they were the Israelites, and they identified the Indians, the Native Americans, as the Canaanites. But they used the Bible as more than just a, a worship praise book. They used it to be a context for their society. 
and therefore we have public education, believe it or not, because of people who believe in the Bible. Mm. You know, we have free education in this society to look around the world and find free education around the world before this latter-day society. This latter-day American society has education because they believe that every person should be able to read the Bible. I'm not agreeing with that philosophy, that racism or whatever, but their basic level of idea was that everybody should read the Bible for themselves. So they began to put out primers and encourage people to education and open up free houses for people, older people and young children to learn, but they used the Bible as the main text. Wow. And this is how public education came about. So it's ironic that in the 60s, they would say God is dead. Right? And then they would take the Bible out of the classroom. You know what I mean? When it was those people who believed in the Bible that actually created the classroom to make sure that even people who didn't believe in the Bible could at least read. Right. So they could read atheistic stuff, but it was the Bible. You know what I'm saying, my brother? I'm trying to say that. No, I, I hear you. The real spirit of the Bible that makes people, if they're willing, better people aspire to other people. Aspire for beyond, the, beyond, beyond themselves. Yeah, it allows you to become aspiring well, the, the problem is that, that, that while that's true, that, that, that the principle and the wisdom that lies in the Bible could be taken out, kind of a la carte and be applied to, to, uh, so, to, to whatever that man's will may be. And that's certainly what we've seen throughout. Um, the, the problem, though, is that you have at different times individuals who, who have been exalted or individuals who exalt themselves as, as a Messiah-type figure. But without the, the study, the scholarship, and the study of the book, right, without, without that, a lot of us miss the extreme standards that are set to be able to fill those shoes. And so since we don't know that, and since we may not have, you know, may not have paid attention to it or may not have been aware there are individuals throughout history, right? Not just talking about right now, but just throughout history, period, that have been able to present themselves as a Messiah or God-like yeah, figure the, the um, using the Bible, right? And we don't know, we don't know that, okay, hold on, there has to be a legal structure from our law, from the Torah, right? There has to be a legal structure that approves that this person is this God-like figure. There has to be prophecy, and not just one or two. There has to be a consistent application of prophecy from from the beginning of the book to the end that all align to fit this individual and just throughout history there's only one individual that can be attested to that uh, that has that he calls himself the first and the last and so because of that we we, we open ourselves up to to seeing things differently uh, and open ourselves up to misapplying words and that's how you get a Christian that will see the value, right? The, the, the absolute value in teaching all people are agree, which we benefit from because the whole thing is God's plan, right? The whole thing is going to be the most high. He's going to put us in a place where we're going to be taught English to read and he's going to translate a Bible in English that's going to be one of the most mass produced at the same time we've been brought as place in the planet. You can see that the whole thing is centered around our struggle and around our, 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 uh, coming redemption, but no matter what, no matter how it plays out, if we are not in tune with all of the scripture in a way that is very precise and that we have very clear standards, we, we, we stand to be deceived.
what is being said. There's a lot. There's a lot can be said from what was what mm. the, the your brothers are speaking of. I, I, it brings me back to this issue that His Majesty speaks about. He said that um, you know spirituality is personal, or religion is personal, and that everyone. You know, you create an environment by saying something like that, that everybody couldn't, you know, start from where they are. And, and you know, allow the, you can't violate somebody else's um, developmental stage. And, and we're, in this reason that we've been on is we had gotten to a point that we started to talk about solution. That issue was about how do we now start to put in place solutions, you know? Because if we continue to just sort of, as you said, become study, um, you know, become a study and study and study as individual, as we are on personal developmental in our own spirituality, how do we go about this liberation? Because one of the things we have to appreciate is that in if it, if it wasn't for his imperial majesty or Ethiopia, when Italian Italian invaded Ethiopia, that was the last place on the planet that black man had sovereignty or black man was self-rule. So if that has gotten wiped out or the Italian had won their war in, in, the, in all the way until 1945, if they had won, we will be, still be subjugated. And that I, that, I think, is not calculated or appreciated by the, the current dialogue that we're in, that, you know, I don't know if, it, if, if, if there's revelation within the Bible of that of that happening, because that was the last place. There was no other place on the planet that the black man was supreme or was in self-control or in or leading himself. And well, just, you're, correct, you're correct. And not just a black man, but a uh, black man, I'm not saying all, quote, Ethiopians, but a, a, a strong population that were in the, you could say, in the rulership that had done what Brother Fillmore said over a thousand, two thousand, nearly three thousand plus years, establish a, a a government and continue of actually a government based on biblical principles from what they call the Old Testament to the New Testament times embracing the the Messiah. Continuously. You know, there were many Continuously. Of Israel. Yeah. Kings and priests were messiahs, but it was a set of black men that identified themselves with a very Judeo-Christian um, 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 essence that the white man was perpetrating a fraud around the world. And that's why Mussolini, as you mentioned, and, and the, actually it was the Vatican. Yeah, the Vatican. The Vatican you was Mussolini. Mussolini. What people don't recognize yeah. what Mussolini did with the Vatican was a biblical prophecy. Yeah. He basically gave the Vatican power to become king, the Pope to become a king again, after France had cut it. And this is that prophecy in the scripture where it says that... Um, they would, uh, the deadly wound of the beast, the deadly wound will be healed. The deadly wound will be healed. That he assigned this thing called the Lateran. Look up the Lateran Treaty. He signed the Lateran Treaty, and right after he signed it, after promising Ethiopia, we're not going to invade, we're not, we're all Christian. He then went into Ethiopia, you know what I mean, to, as you said, to destroy the last bastion where black man, but black man who was ruling, who identified himself of the tribe of Judah, and pointed to a nearly 3,000-plus-year history that has been documented not just by the Ethiopians themselves, but by the Arabs, by the Chinese, by the Indians, by the white man, you know what I mean, by other Africans with being identified, as Brother said, with this um, power people, with Israel, with ancient Israel. But when I look, when I look at the... the biblical verse that says, says princes come out of Ethiopia, I mean, princes come out of Egypt, princes will come out of Egypt, Ethiopia should over a hand, in a logical way, it doesn't seem to make any sense. 
what does Princess Mui coming out of this captivity of Egypt then and now have to do with Ethiopia? When I look at when I look at see the, the good thing about what we're doing here and um, what do you know about God um, and His chosen people is that we're actually creating a timeline. We are we are coming from the maybe diverse end and different ways about it, but we're actually creating a timeline. And the study that we're talking about tonight is that by studying, we actually are filling in a lot of these blank to be able to to fulfill that timeline that will create the absolute revel, uh, rev, revelation to the rest of the world. So. Even those who are blind will be able to see from that concrete timeline that cannot be challenged. So it, that's the important part of it. So when I think about New York City, um, I, I would think that New York City relative to America is the capital. But when you realize that Washington, D.C., that, that little place within the center of the, of, the, of, the, of the country, is the capital of America, you are not taken aback because New York is the one that get all the hype, as the, as the young people would say. So the same thing for Egypt. Egypt was the one that got the hype. Ethiopia was just the inner, inner land, inter-country, inter you know, on the entirety of the entire thing called the continent of, uh, of Africa. So it, it, um, Egypt might have been a modern city, uh, a mover and shaker because of the, you know, the, the crossroads that was be able to be intersected, but it wasn't, it wasn't the capital. There was a central place, you know, um, called, called, that was the capital. Uh, we see that diversion that happened. Well, it was a financial capital. Think about that. New yeah. York is a financial, yeah. empire state city. So it's a city that run the money. You know what I'm saying? So everybody mentioned that, that that's the capital of America. <laughs> you know, that's a PowerPoint. That's a power structure. You know, and we said the same thing about Ethiopia and the role that Ethiopia have played concretely with those real history for over three thousand years, four thousand years of con continuous and I, and, and history. And emphasize this once again because this is a very important point that was more in the twentieth century, talking about before two thousand something, right? In the twentieth century, it was more emphasized. It seems to have been forgotten that that Ethiopia was actually Ethiopia that identified itself with the truth of the Bible doctrine and also could prove it. I'm not saying every Ethiopian you find is different nations in Ethiopia. That's why his majesty quoted what the Fitzer Neges said about um Haimano which is translated as your religion is your personal thing, but the country to speak about the land is for all in that sense. That your religion is your personal but notice that was said by those who were ruling and claiming to be of this Hebrew Judeo-Christian tribe of Judah, Israelite Ark of the Covenant heritage. So basically what we were saying was that this thing is run by those who are functioning in the Hebrew establishment, the Israelite establishment, the Ark of the Covenant. We trace our connections here and there, whether you like it or not. But we're not going to argue religion. We're going to set policy. So even when we say that your religion is your personal thing, it was those who were ruling in the name of the tribe of Judah with the Ark of the Covenant and with those claims. So I just want you to note that right there. That's how rulers rule. Right. If we are Hebrew and Israelites, we'll say, listen, we're not going to argue your religion, your religion is your personal thing. But we're going to set policies that's going to be informed by our ad ad adherence to the scriptures and uh, to the Messiah. Well, well, there was a time, there was a yes of... Uh, yes of well, um, just let me jump in here really yes. quick here. So I think, I think, I think, I think what's happening is we need to um, we need to clearly define what the problem is, right? Prioritize it because so if the problem is a little.
liberation, like a physical liberation of people who are being um, objectified and oppressed around the world, um, especially people that look like us. Um, then, yes, I agree, right? You said religion is secondary, right? When I say religion, I mean the, the, the source of, of, of the creator and his instruction, right? You said you make that secondary because the main thing is let's get our people free. Um, but that, that's not different. That's not, that's not, that's not different than what someone who doesn't care about religion at all might say, right? So for me, the priority is always, right? What does the instruction from our master say, right? And that comes first, because if we look at the text, right? I go back to the religion. If you look at the text, well, how do we get to oppression? Well, these are prophecies that came from the Most High God, right? So the Most High God wants us oppressed in response to what our ancestors done, right? So we we find ourselves fighting, if not aligned. If not yeah. fighting in line with the text, we find ourselves fighting against the very, very, the very man or the very God that put us mm. in oppression. And that's why everything has to be aligned properly. So think of it like this, both you. You had the Tower of Babel. And there was unity there. There was absolute unity, right? Everyone was on the same page. It's, it's all commonly taught that they built the tower and they were trying to reach God. Right? They were trying to reach heaven and reach God. But that's not the case. They built the tower. They built when it says reach the heaven. They built the skyscraper, right? So they they, they all came together and built the skyscraper. But their stated intention, according to uh, the, the Genesis was that they wanted to stick together. They wanted to be there. They all wanted to be unified. And the most High God said, you know what? They will accomplish what they want. It's not that they will accomplish reaching God, you know, go past the third heaven and get to him. Right? They, he said that they will accomplish their, their, their goal of being unified. But what did he give instructions to do? What is that? Spread out and fill the world. Right? So that went against the commandment and therefore he caused confusion around the he split them up, right? So our unity, no matter if we come together and we say, hey, South Africans, West Africans, and, and, and East Africans, and everyone, all black people around the world, okay, now now even all darker people around the world, okay, maybe you can get white people to join us too, and just let everyone fight against whoever's oppressing us. That unity will be broken up like the Catholic Church, and then now you have Protestants. Right, that unity will be broken up in any fashion that it becomes too strong. The most high God will break it up because there's only one thing that we're sent to unify behind. The right thing. Any division that comes from something that's not from God is an appropriate division. Right? We can't unify for the sake of unity. We have to unify for the sake of God. For the sake of what the most high God gave us to move forward with. And and by doing that, I think that goes against what, what the brothers have said and what and, and what other respected gentlemen may have said um, when it comes to your religion being personal. Sure, we can govern peoples that we don't care about what they believe because we are governing multiple, multiple peoples and I can understand that sentiment. If, if I were made president of the United States, I might say the same thing. Like, hey, you had a religion 
but buddy, buddy, uh, let me let me say this because uh, I want to I want to um for us to, to give some time for us to introduce ourselves and so that folks can get in touch. At the same time, I want to leave it at a point that issue of unity, the Tower of Babel, um, and God don't want that brother, you know, was just saying, and and I'm gonna add. There came a point that somebody, myself, who look at the world through the eyes of Ethiopia and through that spectrum of Ethiopia and see um, some of the works of some of his imperial majesty. And there came a time as he became integrated within the, the attempt to foment and formulate Ethiopia into a federal government that the, the, the heir to the throne was Lijesu. Um, he was a so-called direct bloodline. Until, until today, that is a battle cry for those who are in opposition to his imperial majesty within the, the confines of Ethiopia. And that is part of the battle that we have to engage. But that's another story. But right now, Lijesu was coming to power, but he was rather lazy and he, was, he wasn't taking his duty very serious as he, as he become in that essence. He was supposed to be the direct heir to the throne. And the, the, within that confine of Christianity, of that dedication-ness to that that um, Hebrew that that issue of that long lineage of spirituality, the, those folks that was within the confine organized themselves and remove him from that direction that he was in. If I talk to my brother, he was trying to push Islam. Islam, yes, he was trying to push Islam in a Christian, Christian nation. Ah, uh, so he was trying to change it from, away from the Torah. And he added the crescent to the line of Judah. He finally. The, the biblical scriptural covenant principle. So, he, ah, so then, so then, just as you That's say, so even when a black, even when black people is amongst us who themselves want to go and, and worship some kind of pagan, some kind of pagan entity, or move away from their their traditional Hebrew, um, Israelite, uh, historical um, responsibility ourself, we we allow them, but we are not gonna allow them to put them in a position that they're gonna be able to come over us to be able to dim the light on, on our sovereign and our, our king and on our, our, our world, you know? We, we still got to push forward for our identity. So I definitely want to come back to that point because I think that's a key segment, a segue that we have to touch to be able to see who we are and why we are God-chosen people and, and historically why we study to be able to continue to see those different moves that happen through time to bring us to this time right now. So I want to I want to get give thanks for both of you. Um, I'm, I can't wait for the richness that we that you both bring, and I'm much less the, the what the other brothers would bring here, brother Yaniv and brother, you know, Captain Azania, that would bring to this conversation. So you know, to make it very rich as as it could be. So again, please appreciate you. Share with our audience um, who you are, how they can get in touch with you, um, and to really connect with some of the works and some of that um, work that you guys have dug up. Um, and bringing forward for the new revelation. Uh, so this is Brother oh Joe, uh, you, can, you can reach me uh, www.talkofyah.com. That's T A U G H T O F Y A H.com. Um, and uh, you can also uh, uh, get on there. There's information, there's phone numbers that you can reach out. Uh, I'll be more than happy to hear from you. I also want to say I appreciate the brothers again uh, for having me. Uh, I really enjoyed the, uh, the discussion, the grace in the discussion, uh, and uh, look forward to next week. Uh, yes, brother. I'm not letting you get away. You're not getting away, brother. So you, you got work to do. Yes, brother. Uh, my brother, my brother, my brother, and brother, brother Phil. Um, brother, um, 
are seeking to yeah, do selfless, the, uh, selfless service. Yeah. You know, we may have certain differences. I like to put a link on our website as well. That's RastafariFoundation.org. Yes, because yes. we have other links other than just what you know normally Rastafari links, but links where ones can gain some sense of truth about different aspects, but especially you know about this. Um, we can be reached at LOJ Society. You can put that in the search. LOJ. The line of Judah Society has one word in search. Our link should come up. We have RastafariGroundation.org. We have a YouTube um, Rastafari Sabbatical as well. Those links can be found at the website, Rastafari Groundation. Rastafari and Groundation. Groundation.org. Um, a number, contact number 646-494-2388. That's 646 494 
the smartest dummies Can't read the language of Egyptian mummies On a flag or a moon And can't find food for the starving dummies Pay no mind to the youths Cause it's not like the future depends on it We'll save the animals in the zoo Cause the chimpanzee, them are make big money This is how the media pillages On TV the picture is Savages and villages And the scientists still can't explain the pyramids huh. Evangelists making a living on the videos of ribs of the little kids Stereotyping the image of the images And this is what the image is You buy a car, keep on and all of a sudden you are say an Indiana Jones And I take all the gold and take all the scrolls and even the bird bones Some of the worst paparazzis I've ever seen and I've ever known on this place of the world can see and that's all that will ever show so the ones in the west will never move east and feel like we'll be at home get tricked by the beast but the way them are gonna flee when the monster is fully grown salamonic lineage where them sink down defeat and them could have never clung a spiritual DNA that turns in my soul and I will forever own love Try to grab hold of my soul 
Looks like a military soldier since seven years old. I held real dead bodies in my arms. Felt their body turn cold. Oh, why are we born in the first place if this is how we gotta go? Dang. Patience. Yeah.